Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Tonight, our topic is dealing with others, a perspective. Our show is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And in celebrating that event, we are offering to give, uh, give out digital copies of Attention Magazine. Uh, to get your copy, all you have to do is listen to this show and write down a secret word that we're going to share through the show. Listen to another show and write down that secret word and then send me an email. The uh, email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When I get it, I'll forward it on to, to Chad, and they'll get you a current PDF copy of, the, of Attention Magazine, and we'll get you another one of the next issue that's being sent out. We've got a little tip from Chad that we're going to run, and then we'll get on with the show. So here we go. Are you looking for a magazine that's rich in practical information, clinical insights, and evidence-based strategies for managing ADHD? We've got you covered. Chad's award-winning attention magazine will keep you informed and up-to-date on ADHD. Whether you read the print or digital version, Attention Magazine will definitely hold your attention. To start your subscription today, visit chad.org. Thanks again, Chad, for your support. For those that are not aware, Chad's the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to become Chad members or to donate uh, because a strong uh, financial Chad's a strong voice in the community. Uh, They're the ones that are on Capitol Hill advocating for our tribe and also working with regulatory agencies on different things out there to get language rights so that we can get accommodations, get help so those with ADHD can thrive. That's the real reasons that you should uh, participate, contribute, but also for your own benefit, there's all kinds of great tips, member benefits, et cetera, discounts to um, uh, conference, attention magazine, access the experts, among other things. So again, uh, we encourage you to learn more by going to chadd.org. Okay. For those that are not are new, at least list this up, we've been doing some shows recently that are lessons learned. Um, that I've learned over the years from interviewing experts on the show and my own experience uh, coaching individuals with ADHD. Um, And this is one of those shows tonight. Evie is joining us. Um, She's been a listener of Attention Talk Radio, somebody that kind of helped along um, the the process and and owning some of this stuff. And uh, she's here to have some of this conversation. Now, our topic tonight is really um, dealing with others, um, a perspective. And so let's get it started. So, uh, Evie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So, Evie, have you ever been in a situation where you're dealing with somebody, whether it's a work situation, school situation, or volunteer situation, and you're trying to help somebody or you're working with somebody, and it's just not working out? The You don't seem to be doing things Right, or they keep thinking that you were in a meeting when you weren't there, or they thought that you had information that you don't have any information, and you're a little overwhelmed. Have you ever experienced that? You mean kind of like you feel like you're both speaking English, but it's two different languages? There's some sort yeah. of disconnect. Yeah, or you're feeling wrong all the time. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, like you just can't quite summarize something so that someone else understands what your question is in the first place. 
or your statement. Yeah, or they're telling you that, that you were supposed to do something, and it's knowledge to you, and you have no idea what they're talking about. Make sense? Yep, yep. So when we're coaching people, initially what we do is I try to help people begin to understand what they're paying attention to. Now, that's a complicated statement. Pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Well, that sounds like well, I'm paying attention to what's ever in front of me. So a little thing that I've done before is – and this is – don't get me wrong. This is kind of hard to observe, but I'll give you an example. Um, if I ask you what two days start with the letter T, most people would say Tuesday, Thursday, and I'll say, what are you paying attention to? And they go, Tuesday, Thursday. I go, no, you're actually paying attention to the days of the week because if you pay attention to the days of the week, the answer is obvious. It's Tuesday, Thursday. Then I go, is there another answer to the question? Some go, well, I don't know. Some, there's another one. today and tomorrow. If you're paying attention to that, you're paying attention to the past, present, and future, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Or you might say the 10th and the 3rd, in which case you're paying attention to a calendar. The point really is, is attention is this thing that you look through in order to get the answers. And so I've, a lot of times with people with ADHD, I'm kind of helping them understand what they're paying attention to. When it comes to organization, maybe I've learned over the years, people pay attention to pretty if it's pretty, it must be organized. But I found, to me, if you know where something is, it's organized. I don't care what it looks like. So I've illuminated a lot of times how ugly organizational systems are actually organized. They might not be pretty, but you know where things are. And sometimes pretty organizational systems look pretty, but you can't find anything. Does that make any sense to you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah the, you can. Um, teenagers are a really good example of that. I remember my room being a little more scattered, and um, my parents wanting it to look a little bit more um, presentable. Or, or I should say, yeah, less hazardous. Perhaps is also a good way of thinking of it. But I, I knew yeah. where things were, and and um, that was working for me at the time. And I think that is a source of conflict in a lot of family dynamics. Yeah, yeah, it can be. Well, the key takeaway here is when coaching people, I'm trying to help them understand and witness what's going on inside of their head and why they do what they do. Today we're talking about when you're dealing with somebody else to pay attention to what somebody else is paying attention to, which can be really, really kind of difficult. So have you ever dealt with – like let let me give you an example. I was working with a guy one time. And he wanted a web page designed. So he's calling up a web developer and saying that he wants a web page design. Now, Evie, have you ever thought about how you describe to somebody what a web page would look like when you're not real sure you know what it looks like yourself? Well, I, I have actually dabbled in a lot of web design, so that's probably not the best example for me because I get really technical and there are drawings involved in uh, research, but trying so, to convey that so, takes all those extra steps to send it to somebody else. Well, here's what's interesting to me is you realize is that you're determining what it is and you're drawing it out and sending it to them like this is what it should look like, right? Yeah. You're kind of designing it and giving the developer a little bit of clues as to what you're looking for. So – they have something to go off. They have a little bit of an idea, kind of what you're what you're looking for, right? Yeah. 
Imagine somebody who hasn't done the work that you have. Cause I, I know for me, whenever I do a web page, I always like to go out there and find somebody else's website. I go, you know, that's kind of what I'm looking for, so let's just tweak it to add some stuff to it. But imagine that you're the web guy and you're dealing with somebody who's telling you, I, I need a shopping cart and I need this, this, this. Do you see how vague that can be and really trying to interpret what they're looking for? Oh, Absolutely. So the web guy does the best he can. He throws something out there, and the guy takes a look at it, and, oh, well, that's not what I want. Well, here's what's interesting. You pay attention to what the person – so everybody just, you know, imagine I'm the web guy, and I'm dealing with what was my client who wanted a website. So you're talking to this guy. He explained it to you. put it together. You show it to him, and he goes, that's not what I'm looking for. Well, you said this, this, and this. It's here. Yeah, but that's not what I'm looking for. It's a little frustrating if you're the web guy because, like, well, you don't know what to do, right? Well, what's interesting right. to me is in this dynamic, if you pay attention to what the client, my client was paying attention to, is he's not really sure what. He doesn't have a picture in his mind of what it should look like. He has a feeling that it should be. It feels good when you got the web page that's working for you, but he doesn't really have a picture of what that looks like. This makes some sense? Yeah, absolutely. So when you're dealing – this is a metaphor, everybody. When you're dealing with somebody like in this particular situation, kind of what do you do because the client doesn't really know what it looks like. He can't even describe it. He can't even draw a picture of it, yet you're supposed to read their mind. It's really, really kind of difficult. I think this plays out a lot in the workplace for people with ADHD or you've got a, a boss that you're supposed to do some type of a report or you're supposed to give some type of presentation and you're not really even sure what the purpose is and stuff like that, it can be really frustrating to deliver a product if that person's not really clear. Kind of set in stage here. You're starting to feel the anxiety here a little bit, Evie, like I got ADHD. Number one, it must be me because I have ADHD, which, by the way, every problem that you have, people, is not related to your ADHD. Sometimes it is, but do you see how you internalize that first, Evie? I, I must be wrong. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely go into that self-reflection blame area. I mean, even yeah. when it's my kids. <laughs> yeah. And, and and it's natural because if you're, if you're reflexive, like, oh, it must be me, but here's the deal. You're not helping yourself deal with shame and blame through this stuff. It's like, it must be me. It doesn't help us in that situation. So the idea is what do you do? And so I tell you what. I know you guys want to get to the what do you do part of it, but I'm going to kind of hold that. We're going to go to break real quick, and we'll come back, and we'll start talking about this dynamic a little bit and some strategies that you can do to kind of manage it. So real quickly, our secret word tonight is dealing. That's like D-E-A-L-I-N-G. Uh, and with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Do they act out in school? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be her greatest ally. Get your parenting questions answered live the first Monday of every month in a Facebook chat with former Attention Talk radio host Caroline McGuire. She's the author of the upcoming book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Go to www.carolinemaguireauthor.com to learn more. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. 
Learn how you can change the lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and Executive Functional Challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a show uh, here on Lessons Learned, specifically dealing with other people. Um, I'm just giving you my perspective on this, particularly when you're working with somebody and um, you're feeling frustrated because you're not, you're not seemingly delivering what's supposed to be taking place. Before the break, we talked about this dynamic about a web page where you're dealing with somebody and the person doesn't necessarily know. And Evie, we've talked about, you know, instantaneously people with ADHD begin to get the anxiety. They feel bad because it's always themselves, which takes them into emotional um, issue that creates a little bit of some difficulty um, goes from there. So it's easy for me to say you should just take the emotion out. Very difficult to do. But, you know, one of the things in this process is when you're dealing with this is to actually take a look at a few ideas. Number one is, and I'll talk about more in a minute, Go to them and see if you can solve their problem first. So in this situation, if you're the web developer, you might go to the person and say, I'm hearing that you really want to have a, an amazing website. <clears throat> how can we go how, – how can I help you go find a template or something of what you're looking for? How can I help you get a better idea so that I can see it? You'll notice is that you're not putting the issue between you and the person. You're trying to put the issue – away from the two of you and sit on the same side of the table. It's a little bit of a mindset in order to try to, to kind of work with them and help them. Or you begin to ask them what we, we get into what's called active listening. Active listening is just not listening to what they're saying, but it's asking questions like, so can you describe to me what you'd like to see in the website? What would it look like? Oh, it'd be a banner on the top. Really? What would that look like in the banner? You keep asking questions, clarifying questions to give them an opportunity for them to describe in a little bit more detail. The idea is you're actually asking the questions to help them think through what they haven't thought through. What do you think of those two concepts, Evie? Well, I think it's uh, important to acknowledge that none of us know what we don't know, and yep. often these sort of questions can help us um, – discover things that we didn't even know we should know. So if you were unfamiliar with web design and all the different pieces that go into it, having someone else who knows a bit more of the back-end details sort of ask you more specific questions, not just what colors do you like and 
getting really into the details, then you can start building something in your mind that you can start to try to translate to somebody else. And that can be um, yeah. obviously helpful for both people. So it's interesting. If I'm the web guy, because everybody, this is the perspective, you've got to be careful because you were talking about understanding the back-end tools. The first thing that you've got to do is really not even think about that because that's closing your mind. You've got to begin to ask that person, do you want menus? Do you want drop-down? Like, tell me what you see. Tell me how this would work. You keep asking them questions. You might run into some things that you actually can't do. But mm. if you're listening to what you can do, you're not going to hear what the, what the person you're talking to is actually saying. So the idea is you're asking the questions to help them think through to get a better picture. And the, one of the keys I want you to everybody to understand is you're asking asking the other the, the person questions for them to think through. They probably should have done it on their own already, but they haven't done it. The idea with what you're doing is you're actually doing the work to get them to do the work that they're supposed to do. Does that make some sense? Yeah. Yeah, it sort of it turns into a team effort once you are – United in a common goal. Yeah. So you're saying that you want a service page and a product page. What would be the difference between a service page and a project page? I'm hearing, I'm hearing you're saying this, but I'm, what I'm not clear on is if it's one page or two pages. Oh, I'm hearing this, but I'm not so sure. What else would you have there? What type of information? Again, all you're doing is asking questions, asking questions, asking questions for the person to answer them to get a better idea of that. Now, separately, everybody, I've done a bunch of other radio shows on working memory, and something as simple as packing, uh, it's sometimes difficult for people to think about what they want to pack on a trip. But if somebody's asking you questions like, oh, you got to go on a trip? How many days? Three. Really? What do you got to take? Uh, oh, well, I got to formal the first day. I need to take a tuxedo. Notice the questions that I'm asking are very vague, but they actually help the person who's packing think through what they need to take. So, again, this is an active listening exercise where you're walking into situations where you're dealing with people and they don't even know what they're looking for. They have a feeling at the end, and you're asking them questions to, to facilitate them thinking through it. Now, don't mind you, this can be time-consuming, but at the end of the day, if you're getting frustrated and not getting what you want, this is a strategy because the person doesn't know what they are looking for. You're really just guessing and throwing spaghetti at the wall. Does this make some sense? Yeah, I, uh, I I do that a lot when um, people get sort of like a, a writer's block situation. You know, they're trying yep. to create something, trying to be creative. All right, so what what are you trying to do? Who are you doing it for? What's your purpose? Explain to me that technical bit, even though I have no idea <laughs> anything about the technical yep, yep. bit. Like asking those questions can help people get to that um, aha moment that you described so frequently yeah. of uh, making those connections that I, I just happen to be there asking random questions. Yep. yep. So you did a really good job, but I do want to take it a little further because if you ask somebody, what are you looking for or what are you looking to do? Sometimes people don't even know that question. It's even say, I'm not, what I'm hearing is I don't even think you're really clear on exactly what your target is and where you're going. How can we go find yeah. that? Like, yeah. are you guys out there in listening land starting to realize how you're actually asking the questions because you're actually having to do the thinking for them a little bit? Now, I don't know about you, Edie, but this is starting to feel like a lot of work to me that I don't have time for because 
I got ADD, I got a problem. But here's the deal. The problem with it is, is if you can't read their mind and they're expecting you to read their mind, well, you can't read their mind, so what do you do? This is a strategy that you can begin to do by asking the question, uh, you know, in these situations where you're having to deal with somebody that you can't control, how do you go forward and by asking the questions to help them do the work of thinking through it? Or turn around and saying, I'm thinking that you're a little bit fuzzy on this. How can I help you figure out? Or I think that you have a, a ton of stuff that's going on and you're a little bit overwhelmed. Who could you go to that could give you an idea of what we need to get in this situation? So rather than me ask the questions, you're brainstorming with them on who else they could go to kind of help refine that. Yeah. yeah I think a lot of people need that sort of support. I think we all need that support every now and then, if some more consistently than others. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine if you have an ADHD boss that you're dealing with, and they're like all over the place, and you're trying to help them focus, right? They're all over the place. As the person that working for them, it's almost like your job is, hey, what can I do to kind of help us keep the priorities together, whether you're sent – I coached a guy recently who every, you know, here's, this is due on Friday. And then the guy gets a pile of work to them between now and Friday. And they don't know, really know what's important at that point in time. And the boss comes walking, well, where's this? Well, I didn't know what the priority was. I'm just going on. Like the other day, I thought it was what was going Friday. I didn't realize this superseded it. Again, this gets very confusing. And I think hopefully everybody out there can see how this plays out because the burden ends up being on you supporting that person not the person doing what they need to do. Makes logical sense. Well, it's we don't like the answer, but we understand the dynamics. Does that make sense, Evie? Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. I want to get into this a little bit. I'm going to write bacon and kind of like take a couple deep breaths as we go into commercial here. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about this. Again, the goal of our show is to kind of give you a mindset and a strategy to deal with these things in these situations as opposed to just sitting there and taking it. So anyway. Our secret word tonight is dealing, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com ATR. That's A-D-D-C-A dot com slash A-T-R. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code A-T-R for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. 
And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with EV having a conversation about lessons learned and trying to help you guys out there when you're dealing with other people and you're having some difficulty. Uh, the bigger picture really is most of the time we're in our head trying to convince that person of something that they need to do this or that or the other. Um, I find often you hit a wall in that, so the aha here is to switch it around and and kind of help problem solve for them, whether you're asking them, saying, hey, you're under a lot. Um, you really need some resources. How can I help you go find those resources? Or you begin to ask them questions to help them think through what they're doing. Uh, granted, both of these take time and can be a little bit frustrating, um, but they can be effective in some situations. And I find that if you're just fighting the situation in your own head about how you think it should be, it either takes you to a very negative place or it threatens the person that you're talking about and pushes them away. And either way, you almost always end up back in a very anxiety-ridden space. Um, so with this philosophy of helping them solve the problem, asking them questions to help think through them, or actually the, the other one is you and I are working together. How can I help you? How can I help you? In other words, I'm ha- we're dealing with priorities right now, and I'm having a hard time kind of keeping track of this. How can I help you on this? Now, when you ask that question to somebody, they might tell you, and you can say, well, I would do that if I can, but I can't. Can we try something different? And I can say this, well, you can come in every day and remind me what the list of priorities are or whatever. Well, I, I understand that, but the problem with it is is when I walk into the office in the morning and I get my head into a project, if I stop and not finish it for you at this time every day, I have to start it over again. So it's unproductive for me, and I start to make mistakes. So let's try something different. But the idea is you're going with the mentality of not they should do this, but saying – getting a conversation going, how can I help you? What do you think of that concept? I think a lot of people have a hard time with the upfront work that is required to have these conversations. It Uh sort of feels like, (laughs) it feels like um, time wasting. Like we should just be on the same page. There's a lot of shooting that ends up sort of happening and, um, that setup time to sort of define roles or expectations or all, all these other pieces, um, I think creates a lot of these more confusing moments and difficulty communicating down the line. So I'm going to translate to, you said the upfront work, right? Yeah. Okay. That's, to pause and do that upfront work. We talk about ADHD as an issue of self-regulation, the ability to pause and think about what you're doing, to pause and plan. So in the world, you're dealing with people who have ADHD or don't have ADHD, and a lot of them don't do a lot of upfront work. Sometimes they're not even aware of the upfront work. Sometimes they're not really clear on what they want. Sometimes they're dealing with feeling, but the idea really is, is when you've got somebody who's not pausing to do the upfront work, what do you do? Well, the strategy is here to pause with them and help them do the upfront work in order for you to be able to do what you want to do, which, again, this is, can be very, very labor-intensive. But in terms of solving the problem, just yelling at somebody saying you're not doing the upfront work, I've found doesn't really work very well. But to say, hey, let's pause for a okay. second and let's, yeah, let's work through this a little bit. And here's the other thing, too. 
it's amazing to me, Evie, how many people are in jobs where they don't have, there's so much going on, there's so much on their plate that they don't have time to do the upfront work. So what they end up doing is they end up, they end up creating lots of issues and lots of messes, but they never really resolve any of it, and they spin out of control, which, well, yeah, that's great, but what does the underling do? What do you do with that situation? Again, the best you can do is sit back and try to help them pause as best they can to help pull that stuff together. Again, this is not going to work every time because you're dealing with the free will of somebody else that you can't control. That's really important, everybody. You can't control other people. All you can do is influence them. And right now we're trying to have an influence on how to help them stop and think about what work needs to be done up front. Thoughts on that? Uh, I think I just solved one of my current frustrations. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I'm working – yes, I'm working with a group of people to create um, different – support plans for various people. And I think that there is an assumption that everybody understands what, what's supposed to happen, what, what all the different pieces are. And I keep coming back to, wait, hold on, let's pause. Let's, let's, what is this thing that you're talking about? Or what does this look like? And it's really frustrating the other people in the group because they, they are in this, situation so much that that terminology or those systems are just what they know and it's it's I wouldn't say it's taken for granted but their understanding of it is taken for granted and they don't really remember what it's like to be stepping in and not knowing all the different stuff and I, I'm Unfortunately, I'm behind the rest of the group in this capacity, and it and it's slowing down their typical cadence. Yeah, interesting, huh? There's, I, I've said yeah. this really, I, there's a quote. There's a quote I ran into that I've, I've really adopted to lately: "Is the sun doesn't rotate around the Earth, but without the right technology, it looks like it does." And I'm saying that I like that metaphor is because it's it's very easy for one to see is that you know. In the absence of science, we thought we were the center of the universe. Everybody revolved around us because of our egos. But there's so much more that's there sometimes in these assumptions and these types of things, or even the work that needs to go into some of these people don't really have the time, and they justify it. Listen, I don't have the time. Shortcut it because I don't really want to go. I don't want to get my PhD in that. I just give me the answer, right? But sometimes right. you have to get the PhD. You can't do it. You you got to stop and understand it, like. It's interesting to me how many parents are dealing with children that have issues, and they're going into schools, and I think the school's going to resolve the problem because the schools are supposed to provide accommodations and or services. But if you don't spend the time to understand your own kid's individual disability and what they need, it's, it's a lot of work to do that. Don't, I don't want to minimize that, but if you don't do that, schools – are going to throw generic accommodations at you, and you're not really going to get what you want. So it's like you have to go through that exercise. A lot of people don't really want to do it, and they're jumping to the end of it. And so this creates this difficulty because everybody's trying to shortcut it, and a lot of people don't want to put the work in. Or they have so much going on that they justify, I'm too busy, I can't do it. And it creates a problem. This all goes back. The whole premise of this show is when you're dealing with somebody like this and they're in over their head, it's irrational. You're trying to do the best you can. If you have ADHD, you have a tendency to fight back or 
emotionally beat yourself up. So the idea is to give you a different strategy, a different mindset, and that is to say, hey, listen, where can you go to get this information? Ask them questions to help them think through it. Say, how can I help you? Make it them-based to solve their problems to see if we can kind of move forward. And then when that doesn't work, you can say, hey, I actively put a lot of effort into this. I did the best I can. I'm putting work. I'm not running for the hills. Then there's a little bit of level of acceptance. There's just nothing I can do about that situation. But the idea is at least you're, you're moving forward and not just taking it kind of personally, and you can actually implement something and, and, and try. Just, just making some logical sense. Is this helpful for you in this context? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, going back to where where your other party's attention is in the example of schools, their attention is on their own system because that's what they know best, and they really don't know the diagnoses best because that's not what they're trained for. They're trained for education. And how different challenges impact the education they don't have a depth of knowledge because there's too much variance in the world. There's just too many different ways that people show up, display their challenges or their, their gifts and their strengths. And um, when the focus is on how can we get this to fit in the mold or in the system, it's much harder to um, see the individual in front of them as clearly as, say, a parent can, and that's because our attentions are sort of yep. focused on different goals. Um, it, that's where a lot of the conflict ends up showing up. Yep. So in simple terms, it's almost like crawl into the world of your boss or the teacher or something like that, try to understand them problems and try to help them solve the problems, try to give them the solution, not you need to deliver this outcome, but what if you did – Here's a step-by-step process that might make it easier for you to do this. You're doing the work and illuminating it for them to help solve their problems. Again, I want everybody to know I'm not saying that this is the easiest thing to do, but this mindset is one that I've learned. When, when, the, when just tell them that they're not doing it right, when that's not working and you're beating yourself up, that's not working for you. This is an alternative direction that can be uh, productive sometimes and have hope. And you always have to be careful. You can always run into the people out there who don't want to be confused with facts. Their mind's made up, and there's nothing you can do about that. I learned years ago is I label those people. I did the best I can, but I have no influence because their mind is made up. They don't want to hear me. No number of facts is going to make that happen. And so then I can just sign some type of piece in that myself. Any other any other questions before we start pulling this, this wrapping this up? Any thoughts? Any anything you'd like um, to? Knowing the system first, I think that that is whatever system, school system, support system, the dynamic of the relationship. Um, that can be really helpful for you to identify what what this perspective and attention um, disconnect could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you actually brought something up. That's a, something else is that sometimes if you're looking at a system, uh, there are disconnects. There are points that they break down. Sometimes you have to solve that problem. You got to go to one department. Like if you're if you're trying to solve a situation for here, like for example, your doctor's office, right? 
is you've got a claim issue with regard to the insurance company. They're not paying something. Sometimes you've got to understand what the claims company needs. Then you've got to go to the doctor's office. You've got to deal with those people to change it, to fix it, so that they can send it back to the insurance company in a way that will get processed. Literally, sometimes right. it drives you crazy because you're dealing through an office manager to get to a doctor, and you're dealing through a, a customer service person to get to some claims people. You're going through people. Everybody, this is absolutely maddening how complicated it is, but sometimes you have to step in and solve their problems on the backside. And it'll drive you crazy, too, because sometimes you need an education. They're just going to give you a tactical one. Well, just have them resubmit it. Well, no. Exactly what do they need to submit is a little bit easier. Again, I know that this is frustrating out there, but, again, if you have this mindset, you can actually solve some problems and get things done when ordinarily you couldn't. So, anyway, I'm glad that you kind of brought up the system type thing. So, anyway, need to close this out just due to time. The end of the day, the idea – overarching shift your mindset from you to how you can help them solve their problem where can you go get the information ask them questions active listening to kind of help them begin to think through some things or ask them how can i better support you again you're focusing on their greed and their individual side as a means to kind of get to their attention and make some adjustments and then uh do the best you can at some point in time know that you run into people who just don't want to be confused with the facts or sometimes just ignorance and you can't you can't solve those problems. Every once in a while, I'm coaching people, and it's as simple as I forgive them for being ignorant. They don't know what they don't know, and just forgiving them from their ignorance for some is a way just to be able to walk away. So with that, Evie, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on the show. I enjoy coming in. All right. Everybody, hope you think. Hope your head's not hurting at this point in time, but I hope this was helpful. Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.